Hello, listeners. Welcome to Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. We are here to talk about issues related to addiction and recovery, and I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier. Today's topic is focusing on the issue of what is normal, and you hear that a lot where it's like, well, what is normal? What is normal in today's society? And it's really hard to tell, and part of my focus today is really going to be on identifying what is not normal. It can be really helpful when we're talking about someone's use or their behavior and trying to identify like what might be concerning or problematic. But in case this is not what is part of a diagnostic criteria or part of like a a screening instrument, these are different things and behaviors that kind of fall into this not normal category that to me, it's important to identify and hear about and talk to people about because they aren't ones that are necessarily going to be identified as saying, well, you have an addiction because you do this, or you have a substance use disorder because you do this. But these are the stories you hear when people talk about their using. They're not going to just read off straight criteria, but these are things that you listen to and you're like, you know, that does not sound normal in comparison to what we see in other areas. So You know, as an addiction counselor and mainly focusing on addiction related issues for all of my counseling career, there are always interesting reactions I get when people find out what I do or when people are referred to come see me. When people find out what I do, they sort of have this reaction where if they're holding an alcoholic beverage, they sometimes, you know, hide it behind their back or they joke and say, hey, I know plenty of people that could use your help. Other times when I'm given a referral to do like an alcohol and drug assessment, the individual thinks I'm going to identify them as having an addiction. So in both scenarios, people often believe that as an addiction counselor, I believe everyone has one. If you're using drugs, you have an addiction. If you're drinking alcohol, you must be an alcoholic. If you gamble, you're a pathological gambler. If you play video games, you got a video game addiction. If you're on your phone, you must have an addiction to your phone. People always think that that because that's what I do, that means if you see me, that is what I identify, that's what you have. And I'll be the first to admit that there are plenty of people who will drink alcohol, use drugs, gamble, and play video games without it becoming an addiction or a professional diagnosis term of like a use disorder. But as an addiction counselor, that goes with the territory. And yes, for the majority of what I do, I counsel people who have substance use you know, disorders, gambling disorders, people who they see me in residential programs or outpatient where I've worked. And a lot of times there's criteria in order to be there. So for specific settings, people are admitted based on that criteria. But Throughout all the work that I do, it doesn't mean that every single person I come into contact with or talk to or counsel has an addiction. When I worked with adolescents, there were more times the individual was reaching that stage of problems with their using or they were experimenting, but I wouldn't necessarily diagnose them with a use disorder. When I'm given a referral for someone caught smoking or drinking or using drugs at school or, or doing things at work, I'm not automatically diagnosing them with an addiction. So on one end, people think that when I see you or when I'm working with you or I work with people that 
automatically means that they must have an addiction or I view them as having an addiction. And I make it very clear to point that out when I'm doing an assessment that I'm not here to identify that. I'm here to figure out what is going on to screen things, to assess things, to identify that sometimes we are ruling things that, that it, this is what I'm seeing, but also ruling out that this is what I'm not seeing. But just because something isn't diagnosed as a use disorder does not mean we say, well, there's nothing to see here. Like, let's, let's move on. Oh, well, they don't have this. So there's nothing to worry about. Like, that's it. You can just, no word, no problem here. The, absolutely not. I might be seeing someone who is at the experimental stage of using or beginning to use regularly or they're beginning to use more often or maybe they're having some problems as a result. People with substance use or other addictive behaviors start counseling or go to treatment because some problems are happening. But there are also times where people come and see me when it's in those earlier stages and maybe something happened that caused that maybe there was something else that was going on that um, resulted in them getting referred to me sometimes just the mention of alcohol or drug use or gambling will kind of trigger uh, the process to hey let's get a screen done let's get an assessment done but it doesn't mean that everyone I see has that so what does this have to do with what's not normal and I'm going to tell you about Nick Sheff, who is the author of the books Tweak, Growing Up on Methamphetamines, and We All Fall Down, Living with Addiction. His father, David Sheff, wrote a book called The Beautiful Boy, A Father's Journey Through His Son's Addiction. Amazon Prime made a movie about it starring Steve Carell. Together they wrote High, Everything You Want to Know About Drugs, Alcohol, and Addiction, which is really geared towards, you know, children, teenagers, adolescents about, you know, kind of like drug use 101, addiction 101. I was fortunate enough to attend a book release event for that book, Hi, that was held in my hometown. It was amazing to be able to attend and hear them speak because I read Tweak a long time ago. In fact, I used the book as part of a curriculum for a group home I worked at for adolescents where they had to read parts of the book and answer some questions in order to kind of like advance in the program that was part of it. So in the book, Tweet came out in 2009 and High came out in 2019. So 10 years later, I was able to hear these two authors that I've been quite fond of in my hometown speaking about addiction. And where I am today compared to where I was 10 years ago in this profession was really amazing to see how in the addiction world, we say we run in small circles. And sure enough, 10 years later, come back around and I'm actually listening to these two live, getting a book from them. So... I'm, I'm listening to them talk and they're talking in front of this huge audience and they're asking questions when Nick told a story about how he can now look at it and notice that his experience with alcohol wasn't normal compared to his other friends. So he goes on to tell a story about how a bunch of his friends were hanging out at one of the houses and apparently the night before the parents had people over and there was drinking going on and there was bottles that were still like kind of hanging around in empty cans that were in garbage cans and that were just kind of collected and just kind of in around different places well him and his friends decided to collect all the empty bottles and cans and mix it all as this one drink and consume it together he shared how every one of his friends including himself drank the alcohol and 
they either got sick from it or they threw up from it. Now, this next moment is the point where he said his reaction to alcohol compared to his friends told him that his relationship with alcohol was different. He said while his friends didn't want to have any more and they wanted nothing to do with it, he threw up and immediately wanted to drink it again. So during this book event, he shared that this moment should have been a sign for him at an early age that his drinking wasn't normal. Now, if if Nick would have been a client and in my office telling me this story, and right there, that's the experience he's had, there's no way from that you're just going to say, well, you must be an alcoholic or you, you're, you must have a, a drug problem. But it would have been important, and he even recognized that, to realize that all my friends threw up and they wanted nothing to do with it anymore. They thought it was disgusting and gross and they, they weren't going to drink again for a while. But he wanted to drink it right away. At that point, realizing that something about my relationship with drinking and what happens when I drink is not the same as the people I was with. So when we ask what is normal, very hard to tell these days. But one thing that is a little easier to do is identify what is not normal when it comes to alcohol and substance use. Over the years of listening to people in counseling sessions, listening to speakers, reading books, and taking in all the different stories about people with alcohol and drug use and other addictive behaviors, there are moments when they talk about something, and it's not an official diagnostic criteria, but you listen to it and think in the back of your head, that's not normal. And you can't necessarily point that out and say, you know, hey, this is, you know, as far as diagnosing you, you meet this criteria. This is where you look at what they're explaining. These stories they tell is are stories that you don't hear from people who drink socially, drink casually, have a drink once in a while. They maybe even use drugs here and there or, or recreationally or even, you know, for a celebration here or there. Those are not the same types of stories. Part of writing the book, Addiction and Recovery, was to share what I learned from people that I've counseled with over the years about addiction. The things you don't read in textbook, textbooks and learn from trainings and coursework are those stories. These not normal examples are precisely those types of things I've learned over the years from having someone sit in my office in front of me and sharing with me their stories. These are the stories and examples that capture the life of someone battling an addiction and fighting to recover. They talk about, this is what I went through, this is what I experienced. It's not always about talking about tolerance. There are, there are times where you get into that and talk about that, but when someone's sharing you know, their stories, the things that stand out are more of the things of well, that's not normal. That is not something that people who usually go out and, and have a drink experience. So want to hear some of them? I made a list of just some of the ones I've heard that have been told over and over or ones that just stand out. 
So this is kind of like, you know, hey, your alcohol and drug use is not normal when, you know, it's kind of like a, a punchline joke. But these are things that I've heard over and over. They're ones that really stand out. And I'll give you some examples of what they mean as well. But let, let's kick it off where your alcohol and drug use is not normal when you're taking drugs that are used to sedate an elephant and think I'm strong enough that it won't kill me in comparison to how much an elephant weighs thinking that you can take that same substance and it's not it's going to knock an elephant out but you think you're strong enough to take it that's not normal using drugs that are used to put people to death by lethal injection i'm going to use a substance that is used to kill people That is not normal. Hiding bottles of alcohol, even empty ones, in sock drawers or in ceiling panels, or having them lined up inside of living areas. That is not normal. Overdosing, facing death, being brought back to life, And immediately going back to what just killed you. That's not normal. Certain ways of ingesting and using substances. I had a guy tell me in group the other day, you know how much stuff I had to shove up my ass? Or I've heard about people consuming mouthwash. I had a guy who drank two bottles of Listerine, those big sizes of Listerine. Because when he was staying at a family member's house, they didn't have alcohol there. And... They had two bottles of Listerine there and he drank both those bottles just because he needed to drink. That's not normal. The lengths to hide, conceal, or deny use. Remember a story about a guy who, this didn't make sense to me and I know I, sh- I should have asked more questions, but asking more questions just would have been like a curiosity thing. But he used to tell me that he would offer to snow plow you know snow blow his his neighbor's driveway so he would offer to take two small containers to the gas station his and his neighbors he would fill one of them up with gas the other he used to fill up with alcohol he purchased at the gas station in order to hide his drinking he would consume alcohol out of a small gas container so his family members wouldn't see it That's not normal. Clock watchers and people who set reminders. I know people who have set reminders on their phones to use their drugs. That now it's time for me to use. That's not normal. Learning about a strong or bad batch and wanting to try it. That's not normal. Finding out something is mixed lace and going right back to the dealer thinking that, oh, well, maybe this time they'll give me something that's good. That's not normal. I talked about that in the episode of What's in Your Drugs. You go to a restaurant and they give you something that's undercooked. They give you something that's, that's got something in it. Or even if it's poison, which doesn't happen that often, there's no way you'd go back. But people go right back to the drug dealer who gave them something that was mixed or laced with fentanyl. That's not normal. 
finding out that all of a sudden you have been given something and you don't even know what it looks like. You don't even know what's in it. That's not normal. You look at other things. You wouldn't just eat something or consume something without knowing what it is. But you're willing to receive something that's got no marking on it. That looks like it's been you know, made at home by somebody. And you're thinking, oh yeah, this is okay. That's not normal. Selling $500 worth of personal items for $20 worth of drugs. That's not normal. Waking up in the morning and needing to drink alcohol or use drugs in order to get out of bed. That's not normal. Having money saved or committed specifically to alcohol or drugs that won't be used for anything else. We see that a lot when it comes to people who have problems with gambling. You know, there's there's gambling money that's set aside and that money won't be used for anything else. You will make sure you have money to pay for the dope man, but you will struggle to find money to pay for bills, rent, you know, etc. You will be starving and haven't eaten or slept. And the most important thing to you is using. You would choose drugs over food or sleep, even when dealing with starvation or sleep deprivation. That's not normal. All of those things, those examples, are not what people who just socially use alcohol or drugs experience. Those experiences with alcohol and drugs are not normal. When we look at hiding bottles of alcohol, someone who just has a drink once in a while doesn't have to hide their booze or hide their empties. Someone who's using once in a while or socially drinking doesn't have to go sell their $500 watch or $500 video game console, $500 TV computer, just to get one drink. Someone who has a drink once in a while or uses drugs here and there doesn't have to wake up in the morning and rely on that to get out of bed. Those are things that stand out that aren't normal. And I often hear someone say how everyone else is out there drinking or doing drugs. And at this point, I don't even attempt to address the fact that there are plenty of people not doing drugs or alcohol. It's easy to say everyone at a bar is drinking. And that's what a lot of times people look at is, well, yeah, everyone else is doing it. Well, the people you're you're around probably are. The people you look at as examples are. But that doesn't mean everybody is. But I don't even have to go there. I don't even have to go in that direction. At that point... Telling them that there are people who don't drink and use drugs isn't going to help out. But what I can do is I can say, you know, when you talk to me about other people are doing it, yes, there are people that go out and drink. There are people that go out and use drugs. But these are not the same people who are having the types of experiences we're talking about right now. Outside the people that you use with, or people that you see in treatment, do you see other people that you know go to the same lengths and experiences when it comes to their use? And the answer is often no. 
I'll ask someone, hey, is anyone in your family drink? And and more often than not, someone will say, yeah. And I say, okay, well, let's take a look at them. Would you identify them as an alcoholic? And sometimes they'll say yes, but you know, there's a lot of times where they'll say, no, they're their drinking is is normal. Okay. So by normal, you're meaning that they're not going to all those different lengths to consume. They're not experiencing those things in order to continue to drink, to hide their drinking, to fund their drinking. If they say yes, I'd probably question where that person is, what they're using. But there's a lot of times where someone can look at it and be like, well, no, that's that's not what they're doing. You're right. They're not pawning their jewelry in order to get a drink. I wish I knew this piece about addiction when I was working with like teenagers and younger kids. I really wish I would have understood this concept when I was working with adolescents and treatment centers and, and talking to them about how even where their use isn't a normal experience. There may be teenagers who drink and use drugs, but not all teenagers who do end up in a treatment center because of how much their use has gotten out of control and caused damage. I know plenty of adults who will drink, but when you are drinking out of a gas can or hiding empty bottles in your sock drawer as an adult or consuming large quantities of mouthwash, in order to get an alcohol fix, those are not what's advertised as social and recreational drinking. There is at minimum some problematic and potentially dependent behavior that's pointing towards a problem. And let me be clear that this is not the judge. Over the years, I've heard stories among stories of the life of addiction. People have sat in my offices and shared deep, personal, shameful experiences of the lengths they went to in order to continue using or hiding their addiction. There are things people tell me that they've said they've never told anyone because of how ashamed they are about what they've done. I'm glad people are able to share those experiences because when someone starts to revert back into that thinking they can control it or they don't have a problem anymore or it's not as bad as other people, Those are the stories I go back to. Sitting there and reading off diagnostic criteria is not going to do it. Reminding them of the stories they told me about how their use created destruction and havoc in their life and telling me that the stories they told me about what they've done, where they've been, things that they've experienced how much of their time and energy, how much money they've spent on it, who they've lied to, the lies they've told, the cover-ups that they've made. Those are the stories that I go back to and talk to them and say, that's not normal. And I say, hey, whether you want to call that an addiction or a problem you need to be able to recognize that that is not normal and more than likely it's leading to some problems. Because what I'm doing is not what other people do who drink here or there or smoke once in a while. It's not the same. 
you know, they need to realize maybe I used to be that way at some point, but it has progressed into something different. And with addiction, with progression, there is no going back. So when someone has crossed into that, it usually does not work to go back to how it was before. Because it doesn't start that way. But after a while, as the disease of addiction progresses, these things happen more often. And with it comes other behaviors and other things that the person would not do normally if they weren't using. But because of it, they are doing things that they never would have thought they would have done. The only times people tell me I never would have done any of this stuff if it wasn't for using. I have done things I said I would never do. I have broken promises. I have told lies. I have stolen things. I have cheated. I have manipulated. I have put myself in danger. I have put other people in danger. All to use. And for a lot of people who drink or do drugs and they have recreational times or social times once in a while, those are not the lengths that they go in order to use or to cover up their using. There's no need for any of that. Sometimes pointing out and identifying what is not normal is better than trying to distinguish what is normal. The only tip I'm going to provide in this episode, and it's because of this particular topic, is to really take a genuine, authentic look at your situation. Or if you're worried about someone else's use, or if you're questioning whether or not you think someone's got a problem, really take a honest look at it and ask, is this normal? If it's not, there might be something there that needs to be addressed and talked about before it starts to have significant impact and implications in your life or the life of someone that you care about. I know it's difficult at times to tell what is normal. But there are plenty of signs pointing to what is not normal. Until next time, as always, thank you for listening.